You're listening to The Hero of the Story, presented by The Gospel Project. The Hero of the Story helps you study and teach the story of redemption from all Scripture. Now join your hosts, Aaron Armstrong and Brian Dembozik. Hey everybody, welcome to today's episode of The Hero of the Story. I'm Aaron, and with me is Brian. Hi, Aaron. Hi, Brian. <laughs> Our intros need some work, Brian. Yeah, every time we do it, I always, you know, I kind of cringe <laughs> and waiting. I'm like, all right, I guess I have to just say hi. You got to do you know, something. You got to do. You got to do something. Okay, this is. They can't see. They can't. They can't see us just looking at each other, <laughs> which is weird. Anyway, <laughs> I know. Like so, Brian. <laughs> come on. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. Um, Brian and I spent a lot of time together. and Too much, apparently. Yeah, we have a lot of inside jokes at this point. Um, so you're getting a little taste of that, like you do in every episode, in fact. Um, <laughs> yep. But you know, it's actually but, kind of fitting for the topic that, that they're going to be hearing from today. Absolutely, absolutely. So um, if, you've been, uh, if you've been tuning in all this week, we have been sharing from um, a few of the really great sessions from our recent online event, The Gospel at the Center. At this event, we had 28 different speakers um, who, were, who were exploring what it means to have the gospel at the heart of our culture and how does it shape how we live together and on mission. Um, so... This week, we've had five different speakers um, from this event talk about how the gospel shapes their understanding of a number of different issues in the church. And today, in our final one, um, you're going to be hearing from Ray Ortland, who's the senior pastor of Emmanuel Church in Nashville, Tennessee. And he's going to share about, about how gospel culture allows us to welcome others, including new leaders. Yeah, and this is a really, to me personally, this was a challenging one to hear because, you know, Ray, he, he really just puts it out there and, and really challenges us to think through um, more deeply how welcoming we are being. And he mentions at one mm-hmm. point, you know, being grateful that somebody drops in on you yeah, and, and having coffee or, or tea or something like that. I can't remember exactly what he yeah. said, but, and, and to be honest, I, I would not be happy if somebody dropped in on me, I would be the one saying, oh, you're disrupting my schedule. And so it was yeah. really, really challenging to me. Yeah. Well, and, and I mean, that's been for me too. Um, actually the, actually I'm, I'm friends with, uh, a number of people who, um, are at a, at a church that is, uh, a plant of, of Emmanuel. And so, what's amazing for me is to see that this vision that, that he, that, he speaks so well to, and, and you're going to hear this in, in just a minute, that it's not just talk. Yeah. Um, he, he embodies that and he's replicated that into, um, as he's through his teaching and example. And, and I mean, ultimately this is what the gospel has done yeah. truly. And, um, so it's, it's a, it's a fantastic session. I'm really looking forward to you hearing, hearing this one. And of course you can watch the video of this and all the other sessions from the gospel at the center, um, at gospelproject.com. So gospel doctrine creates gospel culture. Gospel doctrine is the good news of the Bible. Good news for bad people through the finished work of Christ on the cross and the endless power of the Holy Spirit. 
that one message of the whole Bible from cover to cover focused on Jesus and his wonderful work and his wonderful power. We, the undeserving, receive with the empty hands of faith that message, that assurance, that announcement, that promise. That's gospel doctrine. We see it throughout the Bible. That message does not hang in midair as an abstraction. It is not merely a concept. That message becomes embodied in us. We not only believe it, we not only receive it, we start to look like it. For example, um, in Romans 15, 7, uh, the Apostle Paul says, therefore, welcome one another as Christ has welcomed you for the glory of God. So if we ask the question, where is the glory of God visible in the world today? How can we see the glory of God? How can we display and show the glory of God? The answer is right here. Therefore, welcome one another as Christ has welcomed you for the glory of God. So the gospel doctrine there is Christ has welcomed you. Christ does not just tolerate you. He doesn't just put up with you. He's not standing at arm's length. He's not holding his nose. He has welcomed you. And that verb in the original suggests he has taken you into himself. He has welcomed you into his in internal reality forever. That's the gospel doctrine. The gospel culture is therefore welcome one another at the horizontal level as Christ has welcomed you. So that message of a welcome from Christ translates into a welcome among one another. So my privilege and responsibility with all the Christian friends I have is not just to put up with them, not just to tolerate them, not to have a condescending attitude, but to welcome them into my reality. I hope they drop by this evening, unannounced, and knock on the door and we can have coffee together. That never happens anymore, except among Christians who are crazy enough to believe that in Christ, God has welcomed us to himself. So gospel doctrine creates a gospel culture that puts the glory of God on display. We want that to spread out and pervade the whole reality of our churches. You know, the watching world we wish they cared more about doctrine, but they don't. What they can see and what they do care about and have every right to care about is, is how we treat one another. And if we have, you know, if in our churches we have gospel doctrine without gospel culture, our churches will come across as hypocritical. If we have gospel culture, without gospel doctrine, our churches will be unsustainable long-term. But if we have gospel doctrine with gospel culture, that's compelling. There's nothing else like that in all this world. So let's, that's the main thing I want to say. Now let's apply that to the question of ministry transition, ministry succession, handing the ministry off to the next pastor. 
the whole church partnering together to receive a new pastor to say thank you and goodbye to one pastor, welcome and hello, and so forth to a new pastor. What does that look like in a gospel culture? I'm looking at another verse here in the New Testament, 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verse 10. When Timothy comes, a younger man, Paul is going to hand the ministry off to him. When Timothy comes, Paul, the senior Christian statesman, you know, the amazing Apostle Paul with all the credibility and all the gravitas of a proven man. And here comes this younger man to serve in his place. That's not easy. When Timothy comes, see that you put him at ease among you, for he is doing the work of the Lord as I am. The great thing about Timothy was not his personal impressiveness, but that he was doing the work of the Lord just as Paul had done. And the church's privilege and responsibility, believing gospel doctrine, embodying gospel culture, was to set him at ease. He could walk into that new church with literally nothing to fear. He did not have to worry. What is being said about me behind my back? Is there someone here who intends to undermine me? We all know some of the... Ridiculous things that can happen in churches, and what a it's possible for a pastor to walk into a minefield. Here we have the New Testament itself saying there is a better way. At Emmanuel Nashville, one of our desires is that we would be such a church to the glory of Christ that any new person, including a new person on staff, a new pastor, could come in and literally have nothing to fear. They don't have to wonder, what's gonna blindside me here? Friends, when you call a new pastor, prepare yourself for new blessing. Prepare yourself to set him at ease. Prepare yourself to set him up for success as Jesus, who speaks, he said to us, peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. That's the gospel doctrine. Prepare your pastor for a wonderful ministry experience with you by saying to him in words, attitudes, and actions, we speak peace to you. We set you at ease. We welcome you. You're doing the work of the Lord as the Apostle Paul did. You're doing the work of the Lord as our previous pastor did. You're doing the work of the Lord as all the people we regard as heroic. As they did the work of the Lord, you're doing the work of the Lord. Welcome. Thanks for listening to The Hero of the Story, presented by The Gospel Project a family of resources revealing how all Scripture gives testimony to Jesus. Learn more at gospelproject.com.